but also i don't know real milk is just oh you such used, a, such a game changer what are you drinking there cafe au lait no oh i'm sorry cafe ooh la la <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it is morning for us because we are releasing this the same day that we recorded it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're listening so to this real time, basically. Uh, if you listen to this the day it came out, we we literally were talking about it the morning of. So oh. while you were sipping your coffee, so we were, were we. also sipping our <laughs> coffee talking about this movie. Yep. Mm. Yep. 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 Um. So. Uh, so welcome to Red Velvet Seats. We uh, this is a podcast where you, which you know already, that we uh, we watch and review our review movies with our expert opinions, <laughs> and uh, we decide whether or not movies should make it in in the big the big bucks. <laughs> the big bucks. This one didn't. Yeah. Which is so sad. We'll get what's into a, that. What are we watching? Um, what did what did we watch? So this month is the month of A24 movies, um, and we'll probably do another one of these months because there's so many good ones, but um, we watched uh, The Black Coat's Daughter, which came out in 2017, which I had never heard of it before. I didn't know it was a thing. Crazy. Um, So glad we watched it. I didn't either, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, if you haven't seen it, um, know that this will this episode will contain major spoilers. So, if you want to watch it, turn this off now. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's only an hour and a half. It's only an hour and a half. 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. An hour and 34 minutes. Yeah. And it is fantastic. Really fantastic movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go watch it and then come back and listen and then tell us what you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, not, uh, hey, who are you? Oh, my name is jonathan lott and i am uh uh, trying to simulate the tiktok thing it's literally what i thought sounds like is willy wobbly anyways i'm jonathan (laughs) i'm emma we are a really cute married couple who live in (laughs) california that's pretty sonoma county um we like you are stuck in a shelter in place order indeed so um in case you're new to the pod uh we started this podcast about two years ago and then we gave up after about two months because we Mm -hmm. realized podcasts are hard really hard and um when you both have jobs and one of you has school and the other one has started a hobby that's kind of taken over her life and and you realize wow, we can't put out a podcast every week. <laughs> That's a lot. So we gave up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we gave up. So we'll we gave stop. up. We'll stop. <laughs> but um, we are, we're stuck inside now. We don't have a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to do this again. And I'm so glad we did. It's been very fun. And um, yeah, nice way to get out of the... yeah. The old quarantine funk. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite pastimes is to talk about movies, mm-hmm. primarily because I have no authority, and as yes. a white male, that is my 
That As a my... straight white cis male. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my favorite pastime. <laughs> oh like, my god. For those of you who do not know, I was being sarcastic. You're being facetious. Facetious. Sure. Um there's but a really great TikTok that I found the other day that was called Film Majors Ruin Parties. Because they're genuinely, generally all usually straight white dudes <laughs> that are film majors, that are pretentious film majors. And there was one part in it where this guy was like, um, you know, I just don't really, I don't, I don't really pay attention to all the, all the flack that Tarantino gets. I don't really care about the foot fetish thing. Like, you know, it just feels so good to finally be represented in Hollywood. <laughs> I was just like, what? What is that? What? No! <laughs> it's so funny. It's very funny. It's funny. Yep. Yep. And it started with a bunch of guys being like, "You've never seen Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen Pulp Fiction." <laughs> yeah. That's a good TikTok. It's very funny. Anyways, um, yeah. So all of that to say, we have zero credentials to talk about film. I went to college and did communications, which was a throwaway degree if I've ever seen one. <laughs> uh, and Jonathan is a currently in major. his last semester. He's about to graduate in a couple weeks with a degree in music education. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, whatever, whatever school I end up at as a teacher, if I, if that pans out, unless the economy is completely exploded by the time that can happen. Um, <sighs> Then maybe I'll start a film club. Ooh, we should start and I'll, a film club. I'll use this club. as my credential. Yeah, it's going to have a film podcast. Um, I've yeah. thought about that or D and D. What? Starting a D and D club at the school that I if oh, it's not already there. Cute. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. But you should start the film. Well, I mean, I'll do. I could do both with you, but I feel like it'd be fun to have a film club with a bunch of teens. Yeah, I would. It would. Can I have some Dead Poet Society moments? Stand up on a desk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so this is a podcast for people who really like talking about movies, but not, might not know much about movies. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to the clip. We're not pretentious here, just because we say the word film a lot. <laughs> That's true. We do say a lot of film. Film. Yeah. Film. Specifically. <laughs> I do recall like it was a horror film. I do recall it was a horror film. Um, okay, so and now that we've done that, um, yeah. what uh, what's next? What do we do? Oh, what have you been watching? Oh yeah, what am I into this week? Um, what have I been <laughs> Boris? What have I been into this week? Um, Unis Anis is a great YouTube channel that everyone should check out. Mm. Um, two of my favorite YouTubers, Markiplier and uh ethan he's on his youtube is crank gameplays yeah um they basically got together and started a youtube channel called unas Honest. and um i think i've talked about this on my other podcast but basically they're doing a video every day for a year on this channel and then at the end of the year they're just deleting everything <laughs> just getting rid of it all i'm so sad i know i'm really gonna i'm gonna be sad when it's over i want but them to do tunas on us tunas on us has that been talked about yet i don't think so um no because it's like, like the whole point of the channel is like uh, memento mori um like remember death so like to know that that life could be done in in a second like you could all be gone and then that's it it's gone it's done so um 
Yeah, so that's the whole thing. They started off doing a bunch of weird stuff together um, and doing a bunch of things they've never done before and just weird new things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But now because of the shelter in place, they're doing videos each from their respective homes just through video chat mm-hmm. and they're doing some really funny stuff. It's really great. Yeah, they're, some of them have been really good. They're using their time wisely. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Unis Honus. Really fun. Yeah, Unis Honus means one year in Latin. what about you i don't know i've been uh okay this is gonna be weird if my computer science teacher is watching or listening Listening. (laughs) because that's how that works that would be hilarious but uh i had to watch a a video about the uh development of ai oh if you don't know what that means where have you been um uh augmented intentionality is what that stands for what just kidding artificial intelligence i was Uh, like wait (laughs) hold on that's not what that means Uh, artificial intelligence (laughs) i had to watch a video about just how that's progressing and there's this cool series on youtube right now i can't remember what it's called maybe we'll uh i'll get the name of it if people are interested but it's pretty fascinating and about how just like areas about ai and how it's progressed and one of the things um that um in the episode i watched was this person who didn't have an arm he uh he lost his arm when he was like 20 ish and uh he got into a program in georgia i think um where this guy was developing prosthetic arms using ai and trying to create basically like a luke skywalker arm so cool. um, and and the why this is important is because the guy that lost his arm was a drummer and he hasn't really been able to find a prosthetic arm that has made him like able to keep drumming like he has he can still like play because they just like stick a drumstick at the end of his little elbow um (laughs) but uh just the fact that this company or this school or whatever this lab was creating like the first luke skywalker arm to, so he could grab a, a drumstick yeah. with his with his robotic arm and like be able to like move the wrist and, and yeah stuff. and so there that's starting to happen which is just crazy that's really cool and super amazing just to think about like i don't know that's he, that's happening now yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a thing uh that's so crazy i mean it's it's still in the infancy but like they've already started moving fingers using like ultrasound technology attached to the muscles. It's wow. so crazy. Um, so thanks, Professor Carter. <laughs> yeah, cool. that's that's all. Uh, that's the nerdy thing that I was been. Into, that's good. So. That's good. You want to talk about a film? A film. I'm super stoked because we finally get to talk about a horror movie on this podcast. We haven't watched a horror movie yet. I mean, we we have, obviously, in our own lives. But on this podcast, we have not reviewed a horror movie yet. No, the 80s were pretty horrific. <laughs> I mean, that's a different kind of horror. <laughs> that's true. This is, our first, this is our first review of a horror film. I'm so excited. Yeah. And 
excited to talk about uh, why it counts as a horror film, I guess, because yeah, it's, I don't know, there's, well, yeah, there's a well, lot of layers. There are layers. Layers that we didn't uh, initially see. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe we shouldn't admit this, but we watched a video. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not that... I feel like we went and we did some research after watching the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. saw what what people, uh, what people, what other people saw, what other people got out of it. Super interesting. Yeah, it was. All right, we'll get into this. What's? Let's start with the fun facts. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not prepared. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So the black daughter. Um, I lied came out in 2015 yeah it made its um it's like festival debut mm. in 2015 but then it got a wide release in 2017 oh yeah so that's the difference there i see yes 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 um uh directed by oz perkins who is who is anthony perkins son who is who is the star of psycho which is an alfred hitchcock film <laughs> One of the most iconic horror films of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, fun facts. Um, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Came out. Yeah. Wide release in February of 2017. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, this movie was originally supposed to be titled February because February. it takes oh, place takes in the month of February. Yeah. Um... What else? Other fun facts. Other fun facts. I wonder why they changed it. Oh, uh, the Bramford, the the school, mm-hmm. is um, it's also the name of the notorious apartment building in the film Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Fun little <gasps> homage there. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, let's see. Don't worry. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's Oz Perkins' directorial debut. That's a fun fact. Oh, really? That was mm-hmm. his first one? His first movie. Wow. Good job. First movie. Ba-ba-ba. The week that all of Emma Roberts' outdoor scenes were filmed was the coldest weather in recorded history in Yikes. in the, the city where they filmed it in Canada. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That sucks. Yep. I was trying to find fun facts about the story, the the song, The Black Coat Star. Oh, yeah, the song. It's called Incantation. It's written by Elvis Perkins. Oh, wow. Not a whole lot of fun facts about it. I thought it might have been like an old song that maybe inspired the movie. But yeah, that's what I thought, too. That was written for the movie um, from what I could find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. It didn't s- seem like there was any like significance of. I guess the demon will call it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as who it was, you know, there wasn't necessarily like a lot of naming or even really. We didn't really see the demon. We just saw this black. Yeah, you see its figure. outline. Um, yeah. Do you think it was a demon, or do you think it was like a manifestation of of mental illness? Um. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think both options pose a an interesting plot. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's an actual demon that's possessing what's her face, cat, mm-hmm. cat, Catherine, or if it's just a manifestation of her loneliness. 
Mm-hmm. I think there's evidence for both. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I am on Team Demon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. I'm Team Demon. Um, no, I think for me, for me, it makes it a little bit more like scary, and um, I don't know, just just the way he he told the story i feel like it's it's a demon yeah that's true mm-hmm. like there's too many there's too many physical altercations yeah that happen where it would be well maybe not mm-hmm. but i mean like the phone calls mm-hmm. and the the bowing in the in the oh, furnace and God. stuff you know like yeah but that's not to say that like I don't know. That can't happen with like schizophrenia. Yeah. Not that people that have schizophrenia or have inner demons, but have, are just possessed by demons. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like maybe that is just a. Yeah, Sandra and I had a pretty interesting conversation, um, kind of similar to this when we were talking about Daniel isn't real, mm. um, where it's like because they like I feel like mental illness and. Uh, possession get lumped together yeah, by generally religious people um oh yeah from like catholics and christians i think are very much into the like if you're if you're dealing with something difficult it's a demon just have an exorcism yeah so they just exercise it out of you and it's like yeah well <laughs> not to say that that's not that's because i do believe that possession can happen too but um I feel like that there are people out there that truly need help that um, that aren't getting the help they need because they might be in a situation where people are just saying that it's a demon, mm. which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to talk about it in a way that doesn't sound like you're just pigeonholing people with mental illness as right. having a demon but so yeah that's not what we're saying <laughs> um right. but yeah um regardless though it, it i think that the black figure symbolizes her loneliness if nothing else i guess so i i didn't see it as a sim a symbol of loneliness i saw it as a I'm I'm looking at it as a true like demon possession Demonic film. Possession. Okay. And I don't think the demon in my in from my viewing I don't think the demon actually symbolized anything. I think she is a truly lonely person and when the demon you know gives her that dream at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where she sees her parents dead in a in a horrible car accident. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and she's she's realizing that she's she's gonna be alone and this demon has like you know um in the on the phone call i think or at some point he says you can stay here with me Mm -hmm. and so she's seeing this as like an opportunity to have have a home have a family uh you know a pseudo family she wouldn't be alone because she's realized like one she doesn't you know she's kind of a weird lonely person anyway way before all of this happens and you can kind of see that she she is uh you could just see that she's lonely she doesn't have a whole lot of friends 
and the mm-hmm. one girl like the rose the girl that she ends up being stuck with is like this girl is weird mm-hmm. um and so i think she's just desperate for she obviously really loved her mom and dad because when she's like crossing out on the calendar and the day says mom and dad um come or whatever you can tell she really she she loves them right. she's so upset that they're dead now well yeah that's the thing like she doesn't know yeah i guess at that point she still is she's still hoping. she only had a premonition yeah if that you mm-hmm. know we're not even confirmed that it was a premonition yeah you know it's just all speculation it from from the, the view- demon trying to manipulate her right yeah, yeah. there are things that like allude to that happening like just the fact that she keeps calling her parents and they don't answer and then near the end of the movie the priest or the headmaster headmaster. uh comes back with the with the cop why would he come back to the school unless to tell you know um cat that her parents are dead or you know like some like their thing but that is never said much like there are a lot of things that are actually never said Mm -hmm. and that are um that are just implied by body language, yeah. um, context clues, um, and use of camera and lighting and stuff. There's a lot of and really I appreciate that about the, yeah. the director. He like trusted his audience. Mm, mm-hmm. He didn't feel like he's like these people are smart. I don't I don't need to lay this all out for them. Like they can they can figure this out. Right. You know that that Rose is pregnant. Right. And um and that she ends up not being pregnant. Right. You think that's you think that'd be pretty obvious, but apparently it's not because we watched some <laughs> YouTube videos. There was one of a guy who who <laughs> he even put in the shot of her realizing she's not pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And he still was like and it's just it makes it even more sad when she's when she's killed when while she's pregnant. And I'm like, "Homie, no (laughs) this dude has obviously never i mean probably i don't know i don't want to make rude assumptions but it's probably never been close enough with a woman that he doesn't know the relief on a woman's face when she sees (laughs) that she started her period (laughs) Uh, yeah anyway yeah that was really funny we both looked at each other like what (laughs) It was like Who so clear. That? It was so clear. She goes to the bathroom. She wipes. You don't even have to see the blood. You just no. see the look on her face of like absolute relief. And it's yeah. like, oh, she started her period. She's yeah. not pregnant. Yeah, right. that's great. <laughs> and that's why I was relieved when she, not relieved when she was murdered, but when she was <laughs> murdered, I was like, I think she wasn't pregnant because that could have been even more sad. Well, I thought. You know, the whole time I was like, man, this this baby's going to be like some some form of the antichrist or something. <laughs> that's where like, this is going. That's just like a trope though. Maybe yeah. that maybe that was um implied. Maybe that's what the director kind of wanted to imply and then I didn't get restrain. that. Okay, it was just me then. No, no, that's I mean, yeah, there was a lot of ways the movie could have gone. I liked it um one of the one of the reviews we ended up watching said that this is a a really simple movie. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. disguised as a complicated movie. So there's really not or, much to talk about when it comes to this movie because it is very straightforward when you get down to it. But I think that's the real beauty of it is he made it so ominous and like, I don't know, you're thinking a million different things while you're watching it. But then at the end, it's like, oh, 
Like that was, it's, this is just a movie about a very lonely girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really beautiful though. It was, there was a lot of really, really nice use of like scoring. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of music at all. Actually, the only parts that I can remember even there being music was like the more intense parts. Yeah. Which was like when Cat was killed the sisters in, in the house. Mm-hmm. And this the panning through the house, um, the camera panning. Mm-hmm. Um, but other like, or maybe whenever she like, when she stabbed Rose, there was that happened. But like, I would say a good 70% of the film was musicless yeah. and just relied on natural sounds like doors creaking mm. or it's sound like footsteps. phone footstep oh yeah footsteps mm. in the empty halls yeah very effective yeah. Uh, phone ringing and 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 um hanging up mm-hmm. sounds you know yeah nice use of of the world if you will yeah of the of the natural sounds that happen it in, was, in everyday life yeah it was just so beautifully done um it pulls at your heartstrings especially the last scene oh my god also jonathan figured out before me that joan was cat yeah yeah. (laughs) i was like no (laughs) and then it happened and i was like damn (laughs) how did i not figure that out well they didn't they don't look exactly the same no they they don't yeah it's hard it's hard to to make that connection but i think that was kind of kind of one on of, purpose yeah definitely on purpose because yeah. he wants you to think that it's all happening in the same timeline right and then you realize that joan is with rose's parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i love the part when she goes to the bathroom and she just laughs like a quick little laugh and then yeah. covers her mouth really quick yeah. like this couldn't be more perfect that, yeah it was like uh it was a sign for sure mm-hmm. like in that for moment her, yeah. for her it was like I'm like, going to meet my friend again. Yeah. Oh, my heart. How do I feel so bad for this girl? <laughs> like, how do I feel so sad? Well, and just like, I'm I'm just, my heart is in so much pain for her. Mm. That she just desires connections so badly that she's pulling these connections out. And she's like, oh, yeah, this this is it. Like. These were her parents. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sacrifice them, and he'll, and he'll be there. And it's just, oh, it's so sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Well, I mean, I think it's sad. I think you feel bad for her because loneliness is real. Everybody experiences yeah. loneliness, no matter like how long you've been married, how long you've been in a relationship, how long you've had parents, how long you haven't had parents. Like everybody, how many pets you've had, <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. gets lonely regardless you know just like things happen and you feel alone you feel isolated because you i don't know like sometimes we make things up um because it's easier to deal with Mm -hmm. issues uh but loneliness is a very real approachable and um relatable experience and so that's what makes this movie so beautiful i think Mm. um and it's, it is sad because in a way, even though hopefully none of us that are listening can relate with the murdering of people, uh, but we can relate with the fact the last scene where she's done something that completely removes her from any sort of connection, you know, 
What do you What do you mean? Well, after she kills the parents, yeah, and she's left in in the middle of the road, like that is that's kind of the last straw. Yeah, not saying that everybody's been to the quote last straw, and you know that you're completely alone forever. But that feeling of loneliness is, is I feel like something a lot of people have experienced. So. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um. Yeah, I really, really loved that last scene when she goes into the school and she goes into that the basement in like the boiler room or whatever and mm. she sees the yeah. furnace yeah. Yeah. and it's not burning. Yeah. And you kind she kinda has you can kind of see the look on her face where she's like, Shit. I don't think this is like she's like realizing that this isn't gonna happen. Right. And she goes up to the furnace and like puts her hand on it. And yeah. it's and it's cold, obviously. And that's when she's realizing, like, she's it's not coming back. She's alone. Right. She she does. She kills the parents because she thinks that. So earlier in the movie, she was exercised. We'll mm-hmm. say it. Um, <laughs> right. And the demon left. And that scene was even pretty painful, too. But um, that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. And it's not even it wasn't like an intense exorcism scene. No, no. Not at all. It wasn't like anything crazy. But like she the the demon you can tell like leaves her mm-hmm. body and she turns and sees it mm-hmm. and she says don't go mm-hmm. or don't leave or something and just the pain in her eyes of don't of like yeah. oh my it's god sad. <clears throat> uh, but also on the other side of it the so at the end when when she realizes she's alone the demon hasn't come back mm-hmm. um do you think this may just be my my Christian upbringing of the the um, I don't know just just thinking about how demons go about business and mm-hmm. it, maybe this was that demon's plan hmm. to leave her in absolute misery Whoa! and be like you know make her make her feel yikes you know when he's when he's there making her feel uh, like she has someone mm-hmm. and then leaving and never planning on coming back yeah that is pretty on brand it's pretty on brand for demons (laughs) but yeah i just i was thinking about that at the end it was like what if that was this demon's plan all along to just ruin this girl's life make her feel warm and cozy and wanted Mm -hmm. and then make her just wreak absolute havoc trying to get that back right and then leave her just completely alone and miserable and that was that was his plan all along. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Because uh, demons I th- suck. I think that one of the beauties of this movie is that you're able to make, because that's a f- completely viable ending, you know. Yeah. But there's no proof. There's no proof that says that that is what happens. Yeah, you no. Know? And so, like, that is a that's the beauty of this movie is that the the viewer gets to decide however many endings they want you know yeah um, you could go back end- to mental illness and like you know she's just she's been in a a mental hospital for the last nine years and and she's maybe all of the med the medication she was right. supposed to take yeah, that's is like true. not you know not her. fixed her brain but you know like taken that part away mm-hmm and but she's still desiring it but she can't have that again maybe mm-hmm. i don't know 
Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you could interpret it. I've gone the demon route. I think demon makes sense. But I do appreciate the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe demon, demonic possession is like just because we're we're Christians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of more naturally mm-hmm. um, associate horror films with that. Yeah. Um, just horror in general with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Horror just. Yeah. yeah good. Good point. Um, Hello. There's something. Oh, I the near the end of the movie, when uh, when Cat said, "Don't go to the demon, the little bunny demon." He does look like a bunny. He does look like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, the demon is the depression kitty from, from- Big Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. The Depression Kitty. Um, that's so funny. Just the like, yeah, like a. You can stay here. Some oh, of the rhetoric yeah. I was like, oh wow, that's so funny. That's hilarious. That's a funny connection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched Big Mouth, please watch Big Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, watch it. Watch it with your teens. Me. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I think it's. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have had that show when I was a teen. Yeah. I feel like that would have laid a lot of things out for me, but I also probably would have been like, this is sin. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Watch with discretion. Yeah. With watch it teens. first and then, you know, watch it with your teens and talk with them about things. Also, yeah, just skip talk over to your kids. All, all the, the weird pillow sex oh god it's so oh yeah oh, i hate it i know it's the worst i know a lot of people think it's really funny but i'm just like it just feels so no it's my it's my least favorite part of the whole show yes yeah, i think it's just over it's over i'm time. over it so fast yeah like same. the first minute or two is funny and then it just keeps going and yeah like, like him like it. warming up the bags of lentils got me that was so funny <laughs> But everything after that, like with the with the pillow baby and everything, is just like, oh, oh yeah, was, I'm so I'm tired of this. I'm yeah. so tired of this. Uh, it yeah. just seemed like a waste of of airtime. Personally, yeah. I thought I would have enjoyed other other moments. Yeah, the other like actual connection stories. Yeah, yeah. I love Big Mouth. I yeah. love Big Mouth so much. The hormone the hormone monstrous is the best. Oh yeah, she's the best. <laughs> bubble bio. Oh, bubble bio. <laughs> so I don't know how we got here but <laughs> um yeah is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that was interesting to you it was slow burn it's a slow burn talk- but I love slow it burns. keeps you connected it's not a slow burn yeah. it's not like like the witch you know where you're watching and you're just like when is something gonna happen <laughs> oh, oh that baby dead oh, when is something gonna happen <laughs> and then boom big scene at the end um it's not that kind of slow burn it definitely keeps you connected the whole time Um, but um yeah it's it builds really really well yeah um the in one of the youtube videos we watched there were the they had a clip from um what was the name perkins oz perkins oz perkins oz like oz yeah wow what a cool name. Um, <laughs> it's, it's short for something else. But. Ozzy. Um, Oz Perkins. Uh, he said that... Um, he said a period drama and a Pixar film don't necessarily keep your 
keep you captivated. Osgood. Um, is his name Osgood? Osgood. Wow. <laughs> Fun facts. Uh, so this is a paraphrase of what he said, but he said something like uh, a period fil- a period drama and a, a Pixar film don't keep your cap keep you captivated watching every minute of the of the movie mm-hmm. all the time you know like and i kind of agree and disagree because i'm fairly captivated we with love pixar, the pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like i like paying attention to the details mm-hmm. because there's just so, there's much, so many there's so yeah. many details in pixar movies but um i get what he's saying uh like a, unlike a horror film where a good one like you are fixated on the story no yeah. matter how slow it is the entire time um or and you're just trying to figure it out like the perfect example i think of is like the invitation mm, yeah oh and also the lodge oh the lodge <laughs> but i feel like the invitation was slower than the lodge oh so much slower the invitation was like uh 15 minutes no 10 minutes of action and the rest yeah. was like everything else was building up to that 10 minutes yeah in the lodge was fantastic um but there was definitely more yeah ha- exciting things yeah but also like <laughs> i feel like it's kind of the with the invitation it's like another one where it's like super slow burn um and you are captivated because you're trying to figure out what's happening yeah. with the lodge i was like this could be happening this could be happening. right this yeah there's so happening. many this could be happening this could be happening yeah it's just like yeah. so many yeah, the invitation was like, I, I don't know. The invitation was like, I have no idea what's I happening absolutely here. You know what's happening? Yeah, I can't, I can't, con- I can't make a con- mm-hmm. conclusion. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like Black Coat's daughter is like right in the middle of those. Yeah, two. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, there's like some conclusions. There's a lot in the beginning, and then those get narrowed down, and then that kind of opens up again mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, you know, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love movies. I love, movies. I love horror movies. They're horror so movies good. are so they don't get enough great. love. They don't. They, they, this movie did not get enough love. No. How oh much? my gosh! One, we've never heard of this movie, right? Yeah. Like why? <laughs> uh, I had never heard of it. We found it on the A twenty four website. Mm-hmm. I was like, why have I never seen this? It's got some of my favorite actresses too. We got our girl Sabrina, Kiernan Shipka, okay. uh, Emma Roberts, um, Lucy Boynton. I've only I only have ever seen her in The Politician, but I didn't know she was in this. And she's a great little actress. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great, great little great actresses in this movie. Um, but this movie did not get enough love because their opening weekend was only twelve thousand four hundred and two dollars. And I don't know if that's opening week. Uh, yeah, domestic. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. Um, gross was twenty thousand four hundred thirty five. And worldwide worldwide gross was thirty eight thousand three hundred and forty eight, which blows my mind. Yeah, you, I don't. Uh, it needs so much more. It needs love. more love. It needs more love. This is a great movie. I don't know why. It maybe just because it is so simple, people weren't super into it. But I don't know. I think it deserves way more than what it. I has. mean, <clears throat> I don't remember any sort of marketing. Me either. Tour around it. Which is weird because it's Anthony Perkins' son. Like that seems so yeah. weird. But maybe, maybe he didn't want. Maybe he didn't want people to watch the movie because he was Anthony Perkins' son. Yeah, maybe. He, was, he probably doesn't want to tout of. that. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to be a good filmmaker, which which he <laughs> damn is. it he is. <laughs> um, what else has he directed? Um, let's see. Let's see. 
while you're looking that up, does this movie pass the Bechtel test? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think absolutely. Oh, one th- other thing I wanted to mention, and I don't, maybe this sounds weird coming from me, a white cisgendered male, um, but I loved that there was, it was like primarily women. There mm-hmm. were really only two, two and a half men. We'll say the demon was a was a man or a male figure. Um, and so there's, the rest are women, even though there's a pretty small cast. But oh, Bill too. So there's four. Um, yeah. But uh, there was like no, there was no um, like exploitation of women, mm-hmm. you know. But there was like the appreciation of. Very subtly, very appreciation of the beauty of of women and people in general, but mm-hmm. just like I don't know, they they played on Rose's beauty just as a a young impressionable girl, mm-hmm. but it wasn't in a in an exploitive yeah sexual way. You yeah. know, I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the trailer for this movie. I was thinking it. I was thinking it was gonna go the way of like something culty or demonic. Um, but then I was like, is this going to turn into some weird, like, I don't, I don't know. Pedophile thing. Not, not necessarily <laughs> pedophile. I was just, I, I don't even know, but I was, I was expecting it to be sexual. I yeah, don't know why. I, I do. I was too. I mean, it was just a horror film. Most, most, most a lot of horror films have some sort of sexual stuff. Yeah. Which is sometimes appropriate yeah like midsummer sometimes, <laughs> uh, oh, yes appropriate <laughs> uh very weird but appropriate <laughs> um and other times just completely like why is this unnecessary even? Yeah. yeah um oh, that, that could be a whole other episode that could be a whole episode i want to read okay there's a great book called men women and chainsaws Oh yes, read we it. should do a mini sode of that. Oh, God, that could not be a mini sode. That book is <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so so good. But yeah, it talks a lot about the like the use of sex and horror, which is interesting. But anyways, I digress. I thought that's for some reason. I thought that's where this movie was going to go based on the trailer, mm-hmm. and it did not. And I'm very pleased with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I love it a lot, and. Um, you know what I just found out about Oz Perkins? Hmm. <laughs> so I thought he looked familiar. I was like, how do I know this guy? Um, he was in Legally Blonde. <laughs> what? He was in Legally Blonde. As who? <laughs> he was one of the nerdy friends. Let me see if I can find a picture of him. He's a sweet uh, nerdy friend. Oh, my God. He directed Gretel and Hansel. The uh, new one. Oh, really? That we haven't seen yet. Oh, my God. Okay, so he just directed The Black Coat's Daughter, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which oh. is on Netflix. We should watch that. Yeah. And then Gretel and Hansel. Uh, yeah. Now I want to watch all those. We gotta watch it. Right, Bubba. Yes. All right. Rating time. Oh, man. That's eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I'd give it, I think I'm, I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it nine. It's so good. Yeah. I don't understand why it has not gotten the love that yeah, it deserves very underappreciated yeah yeah yep, would this yep. be considered an indie flick you think yeah probably yeah 
It's fantastic. Yeah, good movie. It's so beautiful. Watch it. It's not that spooky. Like it's there is spookiness. There is there some is, gore. Small amount of yeah, gore. Small amount of gore, but like I would say it's a great entry to horror. Yeah. Because I mean it's got it covers a lot of bases mm-hmm. that are in typical horror movies. Yeah. You know, like just the suspense, the suspense, the suspense and the tension and the demonic possession and stuff. Those are all pretty atypical of horror films. But it's it's so much more. It is much more. What, but yeah, I'm saying like, it, no, it I'm not saying that's, that's that was what you were saying. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's it's all of those things, but with a deeper, more relatable story yeah. underneath it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sad movie. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well done, well Oz done. Perkins. Oz. All right. Cool. Oz good. Um, yeah. That's all we have from here. Yeah. I posted on our Instagram. Um, make sure you comment on it with your rating. Popcorn buckets. Um, and just let us know what you thought. And also follow us on like and share yeah follow us on instagram we're at the at red velvet seats um also follow us on um the podcast app and on soundcloud red velvet seats on both of those um rate and review if you love us and if you don't love us just don't say anything (laughs) (laughs) i don't take criticism well <laughs> but you can leave constructive criticism. Please leave constructive criticism. Sandwich if you don't like us. compliment sandwich. Good, bad, good. Yeah, compliment sandwich. If you're gonna <laughs> leave a bad review, make it be a compliment sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Sorry, we're weird. Okay, okay bye. love you. Bye. <laughs>